Good morning and welcome to the Prophetic Perspective Podcast. My name is Tonka and I am very excited to uh, join you on this Palm Sunday. Uh, I just want to give you guys a quick glimpse or a quick uh, synopsis of what Palm Sunday means. Uh, why do we celebrate it? What does it signify? And where do we fit Palm Sunday and or Passover in our world today? And so I thank God for you all joining us and been joining us and tuning in to this podcast. God has really blessed this podcast. And yesterday we did have Prophet Cassandra McKissack on there yesterday uh, talking about business one-on-one, which you must go back and listen to that. It's very profound. So we're going to get right into it. So, of course, we already know that the Palm Sunday is a Christian holiday that occurs on the Sunday before Easter. The celebration remembers Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem, discussed in each of the four Gospels. Jesus enters the city knowing that he would uh, be tried and crucified. Uh, Jesus, uh, his fate to rise from the grave and save us from sin. Palm Sunday remarks the beginning of Holy Week in the remembrance of Jesus' last days to the cross. In many conventional churches, the Palm Sunday is observed by the blessing and sharing of palm branches, symbolizing the palm branches the crowd placed in front of Christ in, as he entered Jerusalem. Now, this is a Christian dot, Christianity.com celebrations or holidays reference. Um, I, I, I try to get... Uh, great Bible study tools, you know, that helps us uh, learn, you know, ins and outs so that we can get a concept of what, you know, the real meaning of it. But there is no greater meaning but what of the scripture. Uh, and I'm going to go to, let me see if we can go to the book of, and if you guys can turn that with me real quick, we're going to go to the book of John 12 and 13, okay? And this is coming from the King James Version, okay? We're going to start at verse 10. It says, and now the, the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death. Because of that reason of him, many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. And on the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. Okay, so... We, we are seeing a resemblance of, of the expectation of the, 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 uh, the Jewish people. Uh, the, this is, they, they were reverencing Christ. They were reverencing his, his power, his authority, his anointing. But not only were they reverencing him, they had came to a place where they were beginning to step into what we call a manifested prophecy. Okay, the manifested prophecy was it says that, you know, here's the thing. The Israelites expected Jesus to come in riding on a white horse. 
come in with a with a great crown, with a great robe, with a great entourage. Well, Jesus came into Jerusalem very lowly. He didn't come in on a white horse. He came in on a donkey. Okay, he didn't come in with a white robe on or a, or a, or a semblance of of kingship. He came in humbly. And oftentimes, when we are looking at the scripture, we are looking at it. Uh, there's a there's a threefold manifested promise with that the threefold manifested promises first number one christ humbled himself and christ stayed humbled and christ when he died and rose he was the immaculate of humility he was the uh he was the uh manifestation of what true humility was because he did not allow the people to exalt him. And as we look in the book of Matthew, when even when Jesus was being tempted by Satan, Satan knew um, the, the promises because the adversary knows scripture. This is what I tell people, that whenever the enemy is trying to twist the word of God or try to use it, he knows scripture, he knows promises, he knows feasts, he knows times, and he is the one that seeketh to change all time. He's the one that seeketh to manipulate time because uh, he understands that Christ is the anointed one who has stood in the way of time and eternity so that we may have life. His 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 ultimate sacrifice standing in the way of time and eternity caused us to have the um, eternal life. So this was a symbolic of those prophecies that came forth. And also, um, as we look even in the book of Matthew chapter number one, uh, 21, verses 1 through 11, and it says, And now a few drew, uh, and when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were at Beth. Bethiach unto the Mount of Olives, then Jesus to then sent Jesus two disciples, he saying, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied, and a coat with her and a coat with her, loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of him, and straight he went send them. Okay, and all this was done that might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh thee, meek, sitting upon an ass, and as a coat of a foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the coat and put on them their clothes, and they set him thereon. And the very multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down their branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, Hosanna, the son of David, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna is in the highest. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of all Galilee. Now, prophetically, we're going to look at it that, that the, 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 prophet, the, the prophecy uh, fulfilled in this scripture 
basically was saying that Jesus had to come in the way he did. Like we were talking about early, you know, they were all expecting him to come in one way. He showed up another way. Now, what's so funny is that when we look at scripture, uh, the, the, the prophecy, prophecy, here's, I'm going to give you all a, a, a true definition. True and real prophecy is never hidden in plain sight. Okay, it's never hidden in plain sight. God does not bring confusion when it comes to prophecy, but he does bring an orthodox way of delivery. Okay, I think oftentimes when we when we think about, um, and I'm just giving you a prophetic perspective to Palm Sunday, okay, because you, you're going to hear for the next couple weeks, you're going to hear people talk about, you know, Easter this, Easter that, which we all know that the name Easter is a part of a pagan-like holiday, okay? So we celebrate resurrection. We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We don't celebrate, you know, uh, the, 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 um, the name Easter because we all, we all know that, um, there was many, 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 many years ago, the Gregorian calendar was shifted. It was changed over. The person who 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 changed it and switched it over, uh, basically, set all of these days like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So we we understand that, but we do celebrate Resurrection Sunday, which has to do with the resurrection of the Son of the Living God. But I'm talking about in a prophetic perspective. We need to get into the mindset of seeing uh, prophecy for what it is concerning that Jesus did not show up the way men thought he should have shown up. He did not manifest the way men thought he should have manifested. And I think that is that is a perfect example on how we are to, when we are uh, going through a reprimanded stage in our life, or we're going through a, a, a great season of testing or a great season of trials, like I you know I've stated before, that the Lenten season was represented that 40 days where Christ uh, was being uh, prepared to become the ultimate sacrifice. So 40 days prior to uh, the uh, to the resurrection and the, the death, the burial and resurrection of Christ, there was a time where Christ was being prepared. It was all this. It was a preparation of that. And so uh, when we look at the scripture and we look at it from a from a prophetic perspective we have to read uh all of the prophecies concerning even in the book of Isaiah where he was 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 prophesying about um you know Christ and what and what his um and what his uh, assignment was and so i mean even for 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 example for for example Isaiah 53 verses 1 and I'm going to read from the NIV version because uh you know a lot of people we can we can we can get an understanding of it although I'm a King James per version person and everything so uh Isaiah 53 verses 1 he said who was believed the message to whom the arm of the Lord was revealed he grew up before them like a tender shoot Okay, and like a root out of the ground, he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance should we desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like 
one whom people hide their faces. He was despised and was held in low esteem. Talking about the humbling, the humbling. Surely he took on our pain and bore our suffering, and yet we consider him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities, the punishment that was brought up uh, us, peace was on him, and with his wounds we are healed. We are like sheep who have gone astray, each of us has turned into our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Okay, so here, here's the thing. The, the prophet Isaiah was basically prophesying hundreds and hundreds of years as we foretold what we just got finished reading in Matthew chapter number 1. I'm sorry, chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. The manifested pro prophecy was not just that the men were going to just throw palms at his feet. That it was not that they were just going to bow down and worship him because we already know that a week later they were going to be crucifying him. But the point is, is that the prophet gave the, 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 the blueprint that set the stage for the the death and burial and resurrection. So my point is, is that when we are looking at this from a prophetic perspective, we've got to see Jesus as the prophet, the priest, and the king who established his divine will before he got here. The will of God was established before he got here. And so if you and I are going to worship God and worship him in spirit and truth, we have to understand that the will of God was established before you got here. But God gave even himself free will. Okay, so the free will was made manifest based upon Isaiah 53. Okay, he was he, he was despised by many. He was he was held at low esteem by many. He was hated by many. And I'm going to even go to the amplified the amplified version of of the word of God because, uh, I I just you know, I I just get a better revelation from that. Hold, hold on, hold on, just a second. Okay, if we look at Isaiah 53, uh, even. In the amplifiers, he was called the suffering servant. So we look at it, it says for verse 2, 53 and 2, for he, the servant of God, grew up before him like a tender, like a plant, and like a root out of the ground, he has no stately form or no majestic splendor. That we look like him, nor handsome in appearance, that we would be attracted to him. He was despised and rejected by men, but his sor a man of sorrows and pain acquainted with grief. Okay? So, there was no one, and I mean no one, that could have understood the amount of anguish or rejection then this is the reason why when oftentimes when people who are battling rejection they're battling hurt they're battling pain they're battling misunderstanding let me tell you something there was no man in the world that was rejected like christ was okay no man had went through such a rejection no man had went through such a such a pain because when you when 
he showed up on the scene, like what I said before, he did not uh, uh, manifest as what they were expecting. And so, um, when we look at Palm Sunday, the Word of God is going to shape our insight. Not just a holiday, but our insight. Amen? So, uh, my, my prayer is today that as we go into uh, this day, my prayer is that we get an, an understanding that, you know, if, you, if you're going to celebrate it, whether you're, you're at your home, whether you take communion, whether you, you know, you may go to a, a service with 10, 10 people or less, that we, that you will begin to uh, search the Lord while he yet may be found. Uh, and my question is today, are we really saved? Have, is, how strong is your confession? How strong is your prayer life how strong is your worship life how strong are you connected to god what is your con what is the connectors between you and heaven are you are you postured in the lord are you are you are you seeking him are you uh uh, uh, uh worshiping him have you committed yourself to him uh is there a recommitted is there a re recommitment to um uh, to the Lord. Amen. There needs to be a rededication. And I'm not talking about waiting until Easter Sunday to do that. I'm talking about a rededication to the Lord. Amen. I believe that we are in a great hour of rededication. Amen. That we will no longer be stifled. Glory to God. We will no longer be stifled in this season, but we will open our mouths unto the Lord. We will we will make our make, not only make our confession known, but make our sins known to Him. Amen. That we stand in His face and say, "Lord, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm struggling with. God, help me with this. God, show me a more excellent way how to handle situations." Father, these are all things that we got to bring before the Father, even in this hour, even in this time, even during Corona. You know, maybe. Many of us may have, may have became uh, insensitive uh, to, you know, what is going on in our world because, well, you know, you, you hear people say, well it's, well, it's not happening to me or whatever. No, it, when one effect, uh, one person is affected, all of us should be affected because we are our brother's keeper. Amen. And that's scripture, too. If you want to go into your word and read that, we are affected, my friend, my sister and my brother. And here is some scriptures also that pinpoint to Palm Sunday, just as Zechariah 9 and 9. He said, great, Zar, great rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem, see your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly, riding on a donkey, on a coat. Uh, and a foal of ducky. So when we were talking about in the book of Matthew, verses 21, verses 1, this is what Jesus was talking about concerning um, the prophet mentioning what that meant concerning the donkey and the coat. Okay, so y'all are trying to figure out, well, what was Christ saying when he was saying that? Well, that, that's what he was saying according to Scripture because the prophecy had to be fulfilled from, from, from day one, okay? And uh, there's another scripture that I was looking for. Uh, 
John eleven twenty five, and Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life, and he who believes in me will live and not die. Okay, and so um, basically that was Christ mentioning his power, his authority to the woman, letting her know that, listen, uh, he has all power in his hands. He has power and authority, you know, uh, that, and, and, you know, and this is what, this is my question when, when we understand, uh, the, 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 the power in who God, who Christ is, it is amazing because we are not looking in the 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 pyramid view because he's the resurrection while he's talking to Lazarus. Uh, he's the he's represents the epitome of resurrection when he was talking to his best friend Lazarus. When he told his Laz his his best friend Lazarus to come forth out of the grave, Lazarus came forth. Okay, that was. An exciting time. Why? Because that was resurrection takes place. I'm talking about prophecy, the prophetic perspective of Palm Sunday. He reminds Martha and Mary of who he is. But most of all Mary, because Martha was busy, but he reminded Mary who he was because of his deity, his authority, his power. And most of all, because prophecy was being invoked from prophet after prophet confirming who he was. So that's the reason why he waited to a later date to raise up Lazarus. That's a whole nother teaching. We're going to do that tomorrow about the truth behind the four day wait. Okay. We're going to, that's going to be a whole teaching, the truth behind the four day wait. But Jesus being in his affinite wisdom, uh, uh, had a, a clear blueprint that to let everyone know, whom he was without announcing it. Okay? He did not look for the approval of men. See, he did not go for to take credit for what he did or for what he has done because he who is king and lord and lord doesn't need the credit from man. Hear me when I tell you, God, Jesus, who is the son of the living God, who became flesh, who died on a tree, who was buried in Joseph's new tomb, did not need credit from man. And I see so many people, especially people that are in ministry in our world, we are like, we're trying to get this validation to prove who we are. The proof is in the pudding, okay? If you are doing the work of the Lord and doing it righteously, and you're doing it with a pure motive and a pure heart, God will see and reward you based upon his word. Amen? The Bible says he's a rewarder to them that so diligently seek him. So you don't have to try to convince anyone of who you are. And this is the reason why I, I say this is one of my favorite scriptures that has ever been written. Concerning Christ, when he asked Peter, the, the number one million dollar, fifty million dollar question, as I call it, who do men say that I am? 
Amen. If you ever see a, a million dollar question that was ever presented on one of your favorite game shows, this will be the one <laughs> because he never tried to prove who he was. He never he asked the number one question to his servant, his disciple, his 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 his, his buddy, his friend, his confidant, and that was Peter. Amen. He did not need to get any approval from anyone none of the religious community he asked the person that was closest to him okay and so when we look at when we look at the question what's the question that was presented to peter peter said to him thou art the christ the son of the living god and jesus said to him flesh and blood did not reveal flesh did not reveal you did not re you didn't get this revelation in the flesh you did not receive this revelation in the flesh you received this revelation from heaven this was a divine download from heaven okay but uh tomorrow we're going to be talking about the four day wait and we're going to be discussing why is it that jesus waited four days to raise his best friend his great friend lazarus because we want to talk we want to get in depth because this is what we call in our world holy week so this is going to be a time of great uh, prayer. You know, a lot of people are doing a lot of, 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 of intercession. A lot of people are getting back to their, their prayer closets. A lot of people are taking communion. So I'm going to give you a challenge. I'm going to say whatever the Lord tells you to do to set aside timing to be with him in this hour, you set aside a time where the Father can talk to you and minister to you and, uh, 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 you know, downloading you um, because we don't want to be traditional in here my friend my brother my sister we don't want to be tra traditional we want to be relevant according to the kingdom of God amen I'm glad that you had a chance to join me here on the prophetic perspective podcast uh, I am going to have a couple more guests as we slowly transition out of the Easter holiday so stay tuned all of next week as well but most of all like I said, this is Holy Week. We're going to be talking about the four-day wait. We're going to be talking about uh, the pilot in your life. That is a great is a is a great word that God has just downloaded to me. The pilot in your life. How uh, the it was a prophetic perspective about pilot's uh, mindset on how he allowed the people to shape his opinion of who Christ was and how he allowed people to uh, cause him to not only have our Lord and Savior killed, but it also caused Pilate to, to, to get a revelation even while this was going on. I think there was four stories being told. I'm just going to give you this snippet. There was four stories being told as we look at it. There was the story of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. It was the story of the people that were yelling Hosanna one week and then crucify him the next week. There was the story of Jesus' disciples being fearful one minute, being in power at the at the Last Supper, but being fearful at one minute, at, at one minute then going to hiding the next minute, and then coming out of hiding after that. And then we see... Pontius Pilate. I think those are four stories being told in the Gospels that lead us up to uh, from Passover to to uh, Resurrection Sunday. I think those are the number one story stories. Excuse me, <laughs> stories that are being told 
to so that God can give us our own perspective of what he was trying to do concerning the uh the prophecy being fulfilled. Amen. So, Father God, we praise you, we magnify you, we give your name the glory. Those that are tuning in, Father, we ask that you will rain your presence down upon them, that you will begin to give them peace, that you will begin to give them understanding. God, that you will begin to give them a, a new uh, mindset, for we are in an hour of great reset recalibration but most of all we are in an hour of renovation god you're going to re renovate our minds you're about to renovate our hearts you're about to renovate our spirit you're about to renovate everything that is pro that is properly pro properly uh, uh uh shifted in our lives in the name of jesus and i pray and i prophesy that there will be a continuous flow on this broadcast and that you will get the glory in jesus name this is the prophetic pro podcast prophetic perspective podcast my name is tonka johnson and you all have a blessed day